morning and thank you for joining me once again as we uh, think about uh, crucial questions for the human family and uh, we're going to go once again uh, and we've done this several times uh, to 1 Timothy 2 and we're going to begin in verse 11 and read through the end of the chapter and uh, we're going to deal with kind of this question a couple of times. Uh, the question uh, pertaining to the gullibility of women. Are, are women more easily deceived uh, than uh, men? Uh, question 28 in, in, our, in our book, do you think women are more gullible than men? It's an interesting question and, and, and probably an inflammatory one if you uh, think about it. Certainly if you uh, uh, were in the, uh, got on the evening newscast and say, I would like to do a survey of all who are watching uh, the news tonight, uh, do you think women are more uh, gullible? And uh, really my answer would have to be no. Uh, again, they assimilate information and, and, and process it differently because women are designed differently uh, from men. And so uh, I don't think it follows that the distinction means that women can't exercise uh, discernment. Uh, even biblically informed and biblically defined discernment. And, and we see this in this text. The emphasis is often, uh, well, Paul once again you know, is demeaning women and he's denying them access to the office of pastor and uh, denying them the, uh, the right to, to instruct the entirety of the church. And, and certainly in, in light of some highly successful uh, and I use that word in quotation marks, successful women, uh, prophet, preacher, teacher, whatever, I don't know what titles they go under, that uh, have accumulated for themselves just massive audiences and, and you know, have these uh, events in, in these large coliseums and attract these huge uh, crowds. And quite honestly, at least for the church, uh, so many of these things are problematic. Well, Beth Moore said, and Joyce Meyer said, and you know Priscilla Shire said, and all of these things. Well, you know, uh, are you going to give attention uh, to the shepherd that God has placed in your midst, uh, who knows you and, and and serves with you week in and week out, or are you going to give attention to? A celebrity who comes in and has a few really well-crafted uh, talks, uh, whether whether it's a man or whether it's a woman, okay. And so I'm not saying you shouldn't. You know, everybody knows that I listen a lot to Alistair Begg and R.C. Sproul and John MacArthur and John Piper. I think they're rather astute, but at the same time, uh, they're not the pastor of North Clay Baptist Church. And uh, they don't understand our circumstances, they don't know you, uh, and they don't give, uh, uh, they, won't, they won't give an account for being your pastor one day. Okay, I kind of went far afield. Let's go back to 1 Timothy 2.11. Paul wrote, let a woman learn quietly with all submissiveness. I do not permit a, a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man, rather she is to remain quiet. Uh, for Adam was first uh, formed first, then Eve. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and became a transgressor. Yet she will be saved through childbearing if they continue in faith and love and holiness with self-control. And so, yes, you can emphasize, okay, yeah, women can't be pastors, and et cetera, et cetera. 
But I, it seems like it's uh, probably for the first century fairly radical. Paul says what? Let these women be taught. Let them learn the word of God. We're not making distinctives in the church. There's neither male nor female. Uh, let these women come and learn what it is to be a biblically defined woman, uh, to embrace the roles that God has designed and defined uh, her uh, for, and uh, uh, they should be learners and learners regarding how they are to uh, act within the church, within the home, and even within uh, society, and that uh, they can exercise discernment within these roles. And they're going to have the great privilege of bearing children, uh, which uh, just as marriage itself is a great reminder of the gospel, every time a child is born, it is a reminder that God did not kill the first couple right there on the spot, that he allowed them to have uh, children, every, every child ever born pointing forward to or pointing back to the reality that the woman would be privileged to uh, bear the seed that would crush the head of the serpent. And so every woman gets that, that joy uh, when she bears a child of, again, once again, pointing uh, to uh, our salvation being brought through the one born, the one who is the seed of the woman. And so instead of uh, coveting, instead of, uh, you know, uh, 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 desiring and, and, and trying to figure out a way to get around the clear teaching of the Word of God and usurp authority in church and home, uh, let the woman celebrate that which God has designated her for, that which God has designed her for, uh, to learn and to embrace and celebrate uh, the distinctive roles that she plays and how she too, again, uh, uh, participates as the one who dramatizes uh, the great uh, reality of the gospel, uh, the great uh, work of redemption in our Lord Jesus Christ. So I pray that this is a blessing to your day, and I look forward to seeing you once again. <music>